working hard all week. Now it's time to go fishing. Come along with us at Kinder Outdoors. Hey, I'm Billy Kinder. This is Kinder Outdoors brought to you by Purina Pro Plan. They brought us the Ducks Expo last weekend at Texas Motor Speedway. All the Pro Plan crew was there. It was so great to see everybody and the incredible dogs performing at an extremely high level, fueled by the very best. Pro Plan. Pick it up at Atwood's ranch and home stores the show is chock full of outdoor information this week one of my guests in case you missed it about an hour ago was my taxidermist roy holdridge true life taxidermy granbury texas talking about horn shrinkage and antler shrinkage and hey what can we do about that roy i want to talk about antler shrinkage and horn shrinkage uh today um, I've had some ground shrinkage in my life, you know, where I shot that big old deer from the blind, and when I walked up to him, he's laying on the ground. He wasn't quite as big. Has that ever happened to you? Uh, yes, yeah, it happens to everybody. I think that's happened to anybody who hunts. That's happened. Um, your white-tailed deer, your mule deer, your elk, uh, your axis deer, all antlered animals. What are some examples of horned animals that we would hunt? Well, we, you know, as far as horned animals is, is antelope. Um, you know, sheep of any kind there. I mean, the, we all call the deer horns, but they're not. They're really antlers. And the ones basically, the ones that shed their horns, antlers, every year, that's an antler. You know, yeah. it's not really a horn. We can right. call them whatever we want to, but that's an antler. The ones that just keep them all the time there and just keep growing. So all of the African antelope and, you know, and our pronghorn antelope or, you know, the um, uh, any of the sheep, all of that is, is horned animals, and they don't ever shed. They just continue to keep growing. Right. Okay. Now, those antlered animals, uh, we don't have to worry about shrinkage maybe as much as uh, we would with a horned animal. Am I right? Yes, that's right. The, the, the horned animals really, I mean, they are going to shrink a little bit, not very much. The only thing that really uh, that I see uh, is is the spread on them. Sometimes if they're just sitting there and they go to dry and they'll pull in a little bit, and it may have had a 20-inch spread when you kill them, and then all of a sudden, well, wait a minute, that's only 19 and a half, you know. Yeah. And so, you know, one thing that you can do, if it's 20-inch spread, just cut a uh, one by two 20 inches long and, Put it in between the horns there and antlers. See, I even call them horns. But anyway, put them, put them in there, and, and then when they're done drying, they won't. They can't pull. That's a great tip. I've never thought of that before because uh, I'm sure you've probably had guys before come in. Oh, they shot that deer with a 20-inch spread, and then they come in to pick him up. Well, he's dried uh, through that drying period. Is what we're talking about a little bit of shrinkage in there, and now he's only 19 inches inside or 18 and a half. And they're saying, Roy, this is not the deer I brought you. Yeah, usually they won't shrink that much. Yeah. I mean, they're they're not, but I mean, they will pull just a little bit. You know, I mean, they will, but they, they normally they wouldn't shrink an inch like yeah. that but 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 cut cut yourself a, a piece of uh, two two before whatever and uh, the, the same interior width of those uh, antlers 
stick it in there and then let those horns dry, like you were telling us, and, and you can avoid that. I've never thought of that before. Um, let's talk about uh, those those antlers that we bring in uh, in velvet. Some guys love to shoot an animal in velvet. I'm a hard horn guy. I like good, slick, hard horns uh, on my deer. Uh, but some guys prefer, and they actually chase uh, deer in velvet uh, or axis deer, whatever, in velvet. You can expect a lot more shrinkage there, right? Definitely, definitely. Now, if you get, I mean, when we're talking about the, you know, the horns in velvet there, it depends on what stage they're in. But, I mean, they've just got all the blood in them, and, you know, they're soft. And so, and so if you was just to take them off, they would actually rot because of all of that in there. Wow. So you need to preserve it one way or another. If they're hard all the way to the tip and they're just about ready to, to, to rub out, then you know we can we can tan them here. We we mix up a tannin solution just like we would with the with the skins hmm. and soak them. But if they're really earlier on and they're really soft, soft, the um, you know the the absolute best way is to freeze dry them. It just costs a good bit of money to do that and takes a little bit of time. Now if they're kind of in between, sometimes you know we can inject them with. Uh, and, and try and force all of the all of the blood out of them and and then get them dried out but but they will they definitely will shrink more than a hardened antler would yeah so just expect that if you're chasing that uh, that dream uh, that you want hanging on the wall in velvet you can expect a lot more uh, shrinkage depending upon the stage as Roy was saying uh, of that velvet um, freeze dry what is that process is that something that someone can do on their own do they need to bring that animal to you. Uh, no, it's something that you have to have a very expensive machine to do. Um, and so if, if if they're full of the fluid and whatnot, then, then they actually inject it and, and uh, where it stays up nice and full. And when they put it in that machine, it gets it so, so cold, way, way colder than a freezer would. And it, it, it actually, the best way I could describe it is like if you was to put some meat in a freezer and not wrap it up and just leave it and come back next year had just be all dried and yeah. it, I mean only it just does it real real fast okay yeah. all right very good uh, how long have you been doing this now um, I've been doing nothing but this full-time for for over oh, that's 30 30 plus years and how many do you have any idea how many countries around the world people all over the world Different countries have used your taxidermy business in Little Granbury, Texas. Uh, a lot. I wouldn't have any idea of it a lot. <laughs> Not a clue, and there's a reason they send them to you from all over the world. I hope to bring you a big one this fall, Roy. I hope you do, too. You've been doing pretty good. Purina Pro Plan has a formula for your dog, perfected for puppies and senior citizens and everyone in between. Learn more when you pick up a bag of Purina Pro Plan at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. <laughs> That moment when it all lines up. <laughs> the planning, the process, the lifetime of in-the-woods experience all comes down to that one moment that old Tom is calling up and within range. <laughs> At Marksman Firearms, we can help you get ready with calls, guns, chokes, turkey loads, and more. Marksman Firearms stores in Killeen, Mansfield, Wichita Falls, and Granbury. Make your mark. At Marksman at Classic Chevrolet Grapevine. We know all about the early morning memories made in the cab of the truck. 
because it's fun to um, be able to uh, do something with my dad, my older brother. So what time did you have to get up this morning to uh, to get all the way down here dressed and fed and ready to go? 4.30. 4.30. Don't you normally get up about 4.30, though? Mm-hmm. No. no way. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's fun, though, when you're coming out to the dove field to get up that early. It's kind of exciting, isn't it? Yes. There you very. go. Did you see your daddy shooting at that dove right then? Do you see that dove still flying? Uh, probably. <laughs> At Classic Chevrolet in Grapevine, Texas, we know that the cab of the truck is a special place. It's where family heritage is carried down the trail. Important things happen here. Trusted conversations, understanding smiles, life's victories and laughter, sometimes tears. We're honored to ride along with your family. ClassicChevrolet.com. John Payne and his Tejas Ranch Fence Company know that there's no cookie-cutter approach. Every job, every ranch, every lay of land is unique and custom. We're able to take a look at the owner's intent, the individual characteristics of the property, and really come up with a solution that works for them. We've got a great team here that has a passion for what we do. Your land, our passion. We love bringing out the best in your property. TejasRanchFence.com I want to urge you to plan what will be the trip of a lifetime to Argentina. Hunt doves or ducks with my friends at Cordoba Doves. Lane Balky is the U.S. representative, and he's right here in Dallas-Fort Worth. Call him at 817-797-9020. Like me, you can plan your next trip of a lifetime with Lane Balky and Cordoba Doves. We pick you up at the airport, and you're in our care custody control. All meals, all drinks, all eats are included in the package. Lane is a hunter himself, and when he describes that first morning that you'll witness in the field, it raises the hairs on the back of your neck. The first morning, the fly-off of the roost in the morning is spectacular. Birds, almost as far as you can see, and they fly like that all day until sunset. Come on, let's go to Argentina. It's closer than you think. Visit CordobaDoves.com or give Lane a call, 817-797-9020. My name is Jose Grasso, the owner of JJ Caseria. Can see me in Argentina. Crappie anglers, tired of tying knots? Hey, Wally Marshall, Mr. Crappie here to tell you about the all-new Add-A-Hook by Bullet Weights. The Add-A-Hook is designed to put a hook on your line without using any knots or cutting your line. Hold the Add-A-Hook next to your fishing line, then wrap the line five times around each side, pull your line into the clips, and bam, you're ready to go, and it will not slip. I can tie a double crappie rig in 30 seconds when it takes up to six minutes to tie one with all the knots. Add a hook is made of stainless steel, no rust, flexible, and tough. Mr. Crappie and Bullet Weights has made it better, faster, and easier for crappie fishermen to get back in the water catching more crappie than ever. Bullet Weights has a full line of Mr. Crappie double mental rigs for trolling and vertical fishing. The Mr. Crappie Troll Check rigs are designed to troll in shallow waters and heavy cover, keeping two baits close together without hanging up. Also, don't forget Mr. Crappie Slow Troll and Double Drop Crappie Rigs. Pre-tied with number two hooks, double swivel weights, and eight-pound line. Tie one on today. Look us up at bulletweights.com. I hope that new gun you get for your birthday makes you as happy as the one you got for Christmas. Hey, don't forget Columbus Day, National Hunting and Fishing Day, Independence Day. Every day is Range Day at Kinder Outdoors. Purina Pro Plan Sport. 
30% protein, 20% fat, exactly what your hard-working bird dog needs, even in the hot summertime. Just cut back the amount you feed during the warmer months. Pick it up at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. Pro Plan. State legislatures have been busy, and a lot of what they've been busy with are your gun rights, hunting rights, fishing rights, ammunition. I want to talk to Brian Lynn about that with the Sportsmen's Alliance. Brian, welcome back, buddy. Welcome. Great to be here, Billy. Brian Lynn with the Sportsmen's Alliance. Uh, sportsmensalliance.org if you want to check him out online. He's in the great state of Washington. How many blankets on your bed at night? So are you down to like four blankets on the bed at night now? <laughs> yeah, but we're, we're starting to warm up finally, coming out of the thaw, and uh, spring is starting to pop around here, and uh, got a turkey already, so, uh, so it's uh, shaping up to be a good season so far. Congratulations on the turkey. Did you shoot that turkey in the snow? <laughs> uh, no, but the snow had just thawed like uh, two days before, so uh, it it, uh, it was close. It was almost a snow turkey hunt. <laughs> well, it got you out of the house anyway. So, yeah, you guys are going to be in the 70s uh, and, and warming up a little bit. So, hey, that's good news. That's good to hear. Uh, state legislatures, Brian, are all uh, active right now for the most part. And, of course, that's always going to involve guns and hunting. And I come to you for the highlights because you have your finger on the pulse of every legislature, state legislature that, uh, that is active and wanted to see what's lighting your screen up these days. What are you concerned about? What are you happy about? Oh, boy. I mean, it's, it is rough out there. Uh, this year it was 49 out of 50 legislatures were all in session at the same time, so we were just bombarded. Everything was lit up. Like you said, guns were huge this year, uh, you know, and that uh, they've morphed it into just from, you know, so-called assault weapon ban to, you know, youth hunting. You know, uh, even in Texas there was – uh, expanded 18 bills to that would limit youth access to firearms and use of firearms even in hunting situations. So we're seeing that pattern across the nation, you know, in a lot of blue states. But again, Texas. Uh, so that that's huge. Uh, wolves are big in Minnesota. Um, there's a uh, forever ban, you know, permanent ban uh, is going into uh, going working its way through the legislature. So even if we get those great Great Lake wolves off of the endangered species list, the state will keep them from being hunted. And then Colorado, of course, uh, with the ballot initiative they passed last year, wolves there, uh, there's uh, some challenges being presented to the Endangered Species Act and the ballot initiative about around definitions and how they're going to be managed. And so trying to kind of slow that down. Uh, it's just busy everywhere about everything, pretty much, throughout the entire country, red and blue states alike. Yeah, and, uh, boy, just look at the number of gun bills coming up year after year after year after year in Texas. And you and I were talking about this. If you think it can't happen in your state, you're crazy. Yep, yep. If, if, it can, if, if Texas and Montana can have these things, anywhere can have them. And so nobody's safe. Everybody, they're, they're coming for everything, for guns, for hunting, for wildlife management at the commission level. It's, it's not pretty for sportsmen. we got to stand up and fight, and that's what we do. 
Yeah, gun sales, hunting, fishing, that is a big slice of the income annually in the state of Montana. So it raises an eyebrow uh, when you see that the right to hunt constitutional amendment, which would have been good for what we do, failed to reach the required two-thirds votes of the uh, members of the Montana legislature. What is going on? Yeah, yeah, that was one we supported. Uh, it, uh, again, a lot, there's like 23 states that have constitutional amendments that protect the right to hunt and fish. Uh, it, there's, you know, discussions about how effective it is, but it is a nice thing to have in a constitution that uh, provides us a little legal footing to uh, fight back against ballot initiatives that are, that are introduced. The fact that it didn't pass in Montana is a little concerning. Uh, there was comments about, you know, it was too vague, that it wouldn't stop it. What was really concerning is there was even sportsmen, fishermen, even some hunters that were opposed to it because it included trapping. And, you know, a couple of years ago, uh, I-177 sought to ban trapping in the state. And Sportsman's Alliance helped run that and defeated it. But... Even some sportsmen are against it, and that's crucial for wildlife management, fur bear populations, you know, skunks, rabies, whatever. Uh, and, you know, it just kind of reiterates how much we need to put aside our petty differences because they're picking us off one by one, method by method, season by season, state by state. Hmm. It's a gloomy report. Um, let's move it to Kansas now. There's another state with lots of walk-in hunting, lots of public land, and I mean people come. If you if just go hunt public land in Kansas and look at the license plates from various states, we flock to Kansas every year to uh, to hunt birds, deer, etc. Um, and there's problems there as well. I guess the governor, Laura Kelly, doesn't doesn't like hunting. Uh, well, it doesn't appear to, but uh, they they had a they had a uh, bill that went through the House and the Senate with bipartisan support, flew through there, and it was you know uh, firearms education in schools. If schools wanted to teach uh, firearm safety, actually not education, not how to shoot, it was based on kind of the NRA's Eddie the Eagle program or another any other kind of safety program teaching kids from in grade school and middle school, high school, if the school wanted to, to teach the kids what to do when they encounter a gun. Stop, walk away, you know, tell an adult, you know, teach them the safety, safety protocols, you know, which end goes bang, and uh, how to protect themselves and be safer. And the governor uh, vetoed that, so hopefully the uh, legislature can override that. Just boggles my mind. The same people that uh, that scream about gun violence, gun violence, gun violence, opposed to teaching our kids in school how to be safe if they find a gun, if they're around a gun. That's so it's just yeah, that's bizarre. It's bizarre. The only answer would be that they maybe have something other than our good health in mind uh, when they want to take these guns away. Um, hey, we're gonna take a. It really appear that way. Hey, we're going to take a short break, Brian, and then we're going to come back and talk about something really special that you guys are doing. It takes money uh, to do what you guys do. You've got your eyes on everything that's going on in all 50 states, and that takes a lot of personnel, a lot of time, and uh, a lot of expense. And to offset that a little bit, you guys are having the spring gun bash, giving away lots of guns, hunting trips, 
and fun stuff. And I want to talk to you about that if you've got a few more minutes. You betcha. This is a Kinder Outdoors Conservation Minute, a focus on people that make a difference. At the Outdoors Tomorrow Foundation, we're really happy to have more than 50,000 kids in school classrooms learning about archery, fishing, boating, and other outdoor skills each year. We're thrilled that we have grown to schools across the United States and continue to grow. We're humbled that teaching wildlife conservation to our future generations have been so eagerly accepted by more than a quarter million kids so far. We're happy, thrilled, and humbled, but we're not stopping. The Outdoor Adventures program in junior highs and high schools across America has proven to be a hit with kids, and in case after case, we've seen Outdoor Adventures' young lives changed. Kids that just were not into school and not involved are now excited to get into the classroom each day because of Outdoor Adventures. The kids earn classroom credit by learning the outdoor basics, and they smile while learning. If you want Outdoor Adventures in your local school, contact me, Scott McClure. I'm at GoOTF.com. That's Scott at GoOTF.com. Hey, let's grab a cup of coffee, and I'll meet you right back here. When Cinnamon Creek Ranch Wild Game Processing converts your venison or pork into breakfast sausage or ground meat, it's a hands-down hit. But step outside the box this year. Cinnamon Creek Wild Game Processing has sausages for every taste. I don't know, probably 30 or more. We have German, hickory, hot links, uh, jalapeno, cheese links, regular jalapeno, and cracked black pepper, Cajun sausage, all kinds of sausage. Our Chipotle and cheese is actually our number one seller. We just came out with a hatch chili and cheese summer sausage to complement our links. And we also have a uh, Frito chili cheese pie sausage this year, which is kind of off the charts, but the kids love it. So it's kind of one of those new twists. <laughs> Located just north of Fort Worth, Texas, Cinnamon Creek Wild Game Processing. Experts with all wild game. Visit CinnamonCreekRanch.com. I'm Tom Watson with Bended Knee International, asking you to pray for the Navajo people of New Mexico and Arizona. The COVID-19 pandemic has hit these native people exceptionally hard. In many cases, multiple families live in the same home. Water is carried from muddy streams for household use, and medical care is many miles away. I simply ask that you join me in lifting them up to the Lord. To learn more, please visit BendedKnee.org. Get off the beach and into the action. Enjoy world-class Costa Rican sport fishing with Carib Sea Sport Fishing, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and more. Inshore, offshore, overnight, seamounts. Carib Sea Sport Fishing will work with your group to customize the perfect trip. Half day, full day, every day. Your next getaway is the best ever. Take a look at catchafishincostarica.com. Catchafishincostarica.com. Life is better outdoors. Relax and find your space at the beautiful vineyards, campground, and cabins on Grapevine Lake. Well known for its peaceful setting, lovely grounds, lakefront views, and accommodating Texas-friendly staff. Our full hookup sites can accommodate all bus or RV sizes and offer 50-amp service, many spacious pull-throughs, cable TV, and lightning-fast Wi-Fi. Our fully furnished cabins make it easy to feel miles away without actually roughing it. 
Enjoy a partially shaded private beach, large playground, fishing pier, water sport rentals, hiking trails, and more. The on-site camp store offers a wide selection of camping supplies, groceries, and gifts. Our landmark pavilion is perfect for your next reunion, rally, or wedding. You'll feel miles away from everything when you're only minutes from anything. Check out historic downtown Grapevine with various entertainment venues, large festivals and events, restaurants, wineries, shopping, and the new world-class Harvest Hall. The Vineyards Campground and Cabins. VineyardsCampground.com. From the deck of your private cabin overlooking the confluence of the famous White and Norfolk Rivers at Norfolk Resort Trout Dock, you can see crystal clear running waters that hold one of the world's greatest populations of rainbow and brown trout. In fact, this is the home of world record trout. You might be distracted, though, by the beautiful rolling Ozark Mountains that hold you during your stay. Just up the road a few miles is incredible bass fishing for largemouth, smallmouth, and spots. You'll find the best guides in the business at Norfolk Resort, and your boat is just a short walk from your cabin. Your guide will find a gravel shoal perfect for preparing a hot shore lunch with fresh-caught trout and all the trimmings. You'll think about a nap after lunch, but there's more fish to catch and river to explore before retiring to your fully furnished riverside hideaway. Sound good? Of course it does. Norfolk Resort Trout Dock in Norfolk, Arkansas. NorfolkResort.com For the land of the free and the home of the brave. From high school gyms to towering stadiums, every time I see our flag wave, I feel a humbling reminder of the brave who keep and have kept us free. I stand to honor the sacrifices of the generations before me. Heroes who charged into battle through bombs and bullets, who lost their brothers and still pushed through, fighting for every inch of our freedom. I stand for my brothers who can't stand anymore. Men who hunted terrorists to the ends of the earth, who sacrificed their bodies and their lives so that we could peacefully live ours. I stand for the children, the spouses, and parents whose family made the ultimate sacrifice for us. We are all standing. We're the National Rifle Association of America, and we are freedom's safest place. God bless America with freedom to enjoy the creation and worship the Creator. This is the Kinder Outdoors Camp House. A lot of outdoor information on the show today here in the Camp House at Kinder Outdoors. If you'd like to go back and hear part of it again or share it with a buddy, KinderOutdoors.com, K-I-N-D-E-R. Just click on Campfire Stories and you can focus on any particular piece of the show or click on the podcast to hear the whole thing. We're visiting with Brian Lynn from the Sportsman's Alliance from his home up in the state of Washington today. State legislatures have been active and busy. Brian, thanks for hanging on through the break. I really appreciate that. You betcha. Thank you. Brian Lynn with the Sportsman's Alliance, M-E-N-S, Sportsman's Alliance. So it's sportsmansalliance.org if you want to check them out online. Uh, and I always have you do this. I know it sounds redundant but because I have you on fairly regularly. But for folks that are tuning in for the first time, what the heck is the Sportsman's Alliance? Yeah, we're a nonprofit organization that was established in 1977 
to oppose uh, animal rights activists who were trying to manipulate the ballot box in Ohio to ban trapping, like we were just talking about. Um, and it quickly became uh, recognizable that we needed somebody to fight these guys in the legislatures and in other states, and so we went national. And we've been doing this since 1977. We work in all 50 state legislatures, in state and federal court, and, of course, at the ballot box, uh, trying to protect hunting, fishing, and trapping for future generations and to protect the North American model of wildlife management. You know, and so, uh, yeah, we're, we're busy and lighting it up and, uh, and uh, having pretty good success. You know, in the past 30 days, I have worked at four different banquets. One of them is for quail research and conservation, a big one in Dallas. One of them is to ensure the future uh, hunting and fishing, trapping and shooting rights uh, and skills of our youth. Another one was in South Carolina, Jim Shockey's tribute to our military, taking them on hunting and fishing trips. Uh, another one uh, for bass fishermen. No matter which segment of the outdoors, hunting, fishing, shooting, you fall into, Sportsmen's Alliance affects what you do. You are for all of us. Yes, yeah, we we are for everybody. Every season, every method, you know, as long as we are protecting what's there, increasing what we can, and uh, ensuring that it's there for everybody, you know, we don't care. You know, we, we're not getting into squabbles between, you know, uh, muzzle loaders and rifle guys or crossbows and archery guys. Like, we just want to be able to hunt want you to be able to hunt and fish and trap. There you go. Very good. Uh, you've got a great website. I can spend a lot of time on your website. What What are folks going to see when they go to sportsmensalliance.org that would affect them and their state? Yeah, you can go straight to our Legislative Action Center, and there is a map right there that lights up by uh, your state, is color-coded by how many bills are active. And right now, it's pretty much bright orange because everything's going through there. Uh, and you can click on that and see what bills are active. You can siphon it down to, you know, game commission stuff, hunting dogs, uh, hunting, fishing, or trapping, and see what bills fall into those ranges and those uh, filters, and then read those bills and see what's happening and where they're going, and keep track on it. You can put in your address and get uh, all the contacts for your representatives and who you need to contact and if there is an action alert active all you have to do is do that and it'll send an email to those folks and let them know if you support it or oppose it think of the sportsmen's alliance as an insurance policy for what you do and what you love an insurance policy for your heritage these guys and gals are out there on the front lines fighting for what we do every single lot of money to do that you can make a straight up donation right Yes, sir. You can you can join for $35. You can make a donation to the foundation that's tax deductible for any amount you want. Uh, pretty much any way you want to support us, you can support us. If you own a business, you can join as a business and write it off to protect your uh, business interests. Very good. Or you could spend a little money in the spring gun bash and uh, make a great donation to uh, Sportsman's Alliance and walk away with a great trip, hunting trip, or maybe even a, a gun. Tell me about this. Yeah, yeah. So this is, uh, you know, kind of, it's kind of that banquet idea, but, you know, we live in the digital world now. So we're having an in-person event in Ohio on May 20th, and there's 500 tickets there, but then we're selling another 4,000 or 4,500 
for anybody that can buy uh, across the nation. And you can buy that, and you don't have to be present to win, but you can, you're can. you still entered in all the raffles. There's uh, two $5,000 cash prizes, uh, ten $1,000 cash prizes, a whole slew of guns from handguns to shotguns, a couple of different safaris in Africa, uh, Montana bear hunts, Gosh, what else do we got? We got uh, all sorts of stuff. Uh, and so, you know, you don't have to be present. That's a great thing. You, you can just do this for yep. 35 bucks, and maybe you win a gun or maybe you get to go to Africa or Argentina. Yeah. Heck of a deal, uh, Brian Lynn with the Sportsmen's Alliance. Always appreciate you, and thank you for uh, staying on top of things for us. And don't worry, summer will come to Washington. <laughs> you betcha, Billy. Thank you very much. It's awfully warm outside. That means it's off-season for a lot of bird dog owners. Maybe time to work on that kennel design a little bit. I had a visit with Ronnie Smith up in Oklahoma about his well-designed kennels. But you've got a real neat kennel design. You're inside, outside runs, but your dogs have to do a little work to get inside, don't they? That's right, Bill. Uh, the inside part of our kennel is uh, is three cinder blocks high. Um, so I guess that's 24 inches. And the design, the reason that was designed that way is so that these dogs, when they go inside the kennel, they're also conditioning. And then the second part of that is when you're inside the kennel house itself feeding or taking care of these dogs, you don't have to bend over to pick up water pans or, or, um, or clean your water buckets. It's belt buckle high. So it's when you're taking care of a lot of dogs, it's just a lot easier on your back. Yeah, it does make a lot of sense, especially with as many dogs as you're wrangling throughout the course of a year. That can wear your back out. And we've all seen it. Nervous dogs, they want to stay active and be active, and they're in and out of that kennel, running back and forth all the time, up and down, up and down. Uh, you've got uh, six-foot fences, I noticed, which is pretty standard uh, around your kennels. You ever had a fence climber? Oh, certainly. There are dogs that can flat-footed jump up and climb over that, and for that reason, we'll have tops on some kennels. Um, and two, you know, as far as the kennel size, we found that a five-wide by 15-long seems to be the ideal kennel. If it's any narrower, a dog has a hard time moving around his, his uh, excrement and then it can make your kennel dirty, Um, and any longer is just a waste. It has a tendency to make your dogs more pacey. I noticed you built uh, and designed a kennel for the 4.6s ranch, and uh, you totally sprayed the inside of that thing with a rhino liner type substance like guys put in the bed of their trucks. Why'd you do that? Well, those boxes or the, the runs on the inside are all metal, and you know how a male dog um, will uh, mark mm-hmm. mark on the wall. And we were just trying to uh, fight against corrosion and see if we couldn't make those kennels last a lot longer. It's too early to tell, I guess, right now because you just did this last year, right? Right. But we're seeing already seeing that water has a lot of jip in it, mm-hmm. and we're, we're already seeing how that uh, rhino liner's holding up. I've also noticed that you can drive through your kennels from one end to the other with your pickup or with your uh, four-wheelers, your, with your boxes on there on, on your Polaris Ranger. Boy, that's a big help, isn't it? Yeah, that kennel is set up. It is, uh, it's 15 foot wide in the middle, and it's 60 foot long from end to end. And it was set up so that the prevailing south wind in the summer when we can ro- raise the garage doors, that wind comes through there, and it draws air from the outside to the inside, and it'll be 10 degrees cooler in there. And it was also designed so that you can pull through there if it's raining and load and unload your dogs not be in the weather. 
You're talking about that prevailing south wind that we really need in the summertime uh, with dogs, especially working dogs like you are up there in Oklahoma. But you also uh, take that another step, and that's with a mister system in your kennel. Is that outside, inside? Where are your misters? If it is a day that the wind's not blowing, then we'll turn the misting system on, and that's designed so that it mist on the inside of the kennel so the dogs can come from outside in and have that misting system. Uh, on our stakeout chain where we have put our dogs uh, every day when we're training, working off of that, that stakeout chain, we have a misting system there as well as well as uh, shade. I'm Trey Briggs with Rice University Bass Club, and when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it. Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. The Quail Coalition has drawn the line. Quail decline stops here. South and West Texas and Western Oklahoma are the last strong natural regions for wild bobwhite quail. We've all watched the drastic decline across the southern states of the iconic bobwhite. The Quail Coalition has vowed to do all within human power to not only stop quail decline, but build a future where the quail will flourish across all of its original habitat. If true quail conservation is important to you, please visit quailcoalition.org. Consider a membership, attend one of our fundraising banquets, and please consider starting a chapter in your home state. Together, let's sustain and restore huntable wild quail populations. Let's encourage and educate interested youth. Let's keep the most brilliant quail minds on earth working on a bright future for our quails. The first step, visit our website, quailcoalition.org. Introducing Canyon Valley Provisions. Grass-fed beef is high in omega-3s and conjugated linoleic acid, which is known as CLAs. In layman terms, it's a type of fat that your body can use, and it doesn't damage your heart or any part of your vascular system. Buy better beef for your family. We manage holistically, or some people call it regeneratively. We want everything that we do to be a part of our good stewardship of the land. We think that's what God's put us here to do, so... The cattle are healthy and the land's healthy. We want both. We don't want one or the other. If you were to buy a grass-fed, grass-finished steak by the pound, you'd pay anywhere from 18 to $30 a pound. But if you buy a quarter, half, or whole, you're ranging from anywhere $7.80 and below. So you're paying a third of the price for that steak and, you know, those good cuts. And you get a whole lot more bang for your buck when you buy in bulk. Don't let 2020 happen in your home again. CanyonValleyProvisions.com Raising cattle in West Texas for five generations. Ag Texas. The name itself says trust, honesty, strength, and tradition. Ag Texas has from the get-go been dedicated to the prosperity of agriculture and rural America. The Ag Texas family can help grow your herd or your operation. Give us a call and talk to Ag Texas Pros about risk management in the form of crop insurance, protecting borrowed capital and savings. We specialize in everything from dairy cows to pecan trees and have the right financial tools and knowledge at Ag Texas to help you grow and grow safely. We can't tell you when it's going to rain again, but we can assure that your crop, your cows, your family, and the family land are secure and protected no matter the storm or the dry spell. We are agriculture at Ag Texas, and we look forward to visiting with you. Ag Texas is at agtexas.com and just down the road. The Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation salutes hunters for the role they play in providing critical funding for conservation. 
funds generated by hunting licenses and fees, excise taxes on hunting gear, and donations to groups like RMEF generate funds that fuel land and wildlife conservation efforts from coast to coast. Celebrate how hunting is conservation at our annual fundraising banquet and auction. Be ensuring the future of elk, other wildlife, their habitat, and our hunting heritage. These are unsettling and even scary times for many people. But for others, there's peace, even as an angry world cries out. The source of that peace is Jesus Christ. I'm John Watson, pastor at Cornerstone Bible Church in Roanoke, Texas. At Cornerstone, we teach the Bible with no man-made religion added in. Join us online Sunday mornings at 1015 Central at csbiblechurch.org. It's just God's Word, csbiblechurch.org. Cresta Fishing, the art of going fishing when you should be painting the house. Hey, wait for us. Welcome to the Kinder Outdoors Camp House. I have asked my dear friend Larry Wysoon to join us on the show today to talk to us a little bit about conservation and hunting and fishing and how that all comes together so perfectly. Larry, always a pleasure. Welcome back, my friend. Mr. Billy, it is always such a pleasure to be on your show. Thank you so very much for having me. Absolutely. What have you been up to? Because I never know if you're on a bus or an airplane or a submarine. <laughs> well, actually, this morning you actually caught me in my office. I've been really busy. We're working on a, a couple of different TV shows. One's called The Journey that is on Carbon TV twice a month, uh, which in Carbon TV is, is a streaming device, if you will. And and beyond that, been working on my podcast, the uh, DSC's Campfires with Larry Weissend, where we're pretty much now just about every place that you can listen to a podcast episode. And then recently, too, we're starting to do some uh, selected episodes in video that will be on my YouTube channel, which is DSC's Camp or DSC Campfires with Larry Weissen. And uh, they can go there and a bunch of other places. So a lot of things going on. Yeah, I guess so. Very busy dude. How about, a, you know, have you wet a hook or have you been able to get out and do a little shooting, hunting? What? Anything fun? We, we've been, well, everything I do is funny in a way. Uh, we, we tried to do some fishing for a topwater striper here not very long ago, but we hit the wrong morning when the water temperature dropped about four degrees, and it just caused lock jaw amongst everything else and uh, that had fins on it and scales, I think, because we were not able to hardly catch anything. But uh, beyond that, you know, we've got some great trips coming up. I've, I've got a black bear hunt coming up here for two very long up in Canada with uh, Miss Linda Powell with Mossberg. And and, uh, and then we were planning a lot of things for this coming fall as well, too, a bunch of hunts uh, ranging pretty much from Saskatchewan all the way down into possibly Mexico. All right. Yeah, well, we'll be keeping up with you for sure and, and uh, have you back on here fairly regularly. Hey, we're talking to Brian Lynn with the Sportsmen's Alliance on the show today, and we're talking about uh, the different legislation that has been uh, passing through and considered in our different state legislatures over the past uh, couple of months. Uh, and it's not a real rosy picture these days, Larry. What we do is certainly always been under attack, but even more so now, than ever. And I just want to explain to people how important 
hunting, fishing, and trapping are to conservation. First of all, it's going to sound elementary to you, but define conservation for folks listening that just they need to pin it down. What is conservation? Conservation is the wise use of, and that means taking uh, scientific and technical data and creating hunting situations where you can perpetuate wildlife of all different species and the habitat well into the future. And to be very open with you, if you do away with hunting, you know what? You can kiss wildlife goodbye. And that's a fact. People think that's an exaggeration or, oh, they're just trying to protect their hunting and their fishing and their trapping. Wrong. Tell us, tell us why exactly. If, we, if hunting were outlawed in the United States today, why would our critters disappear? Several things come to play in the fact that if there is an economic value such as there is on wildlife through hunting, then the landowner or the governmental agency is whatever is control of that land and habitat is going to do right by wildlife. If you remove that economic value of that wildlife in terms of consumptive wildlife, not just filming type of stuff or photographing, what happens is is now all of a sudden that land becomes much more valuable to uh, developers. It becomes more valuable to uh, monoculture farming. It becomes more valuable to so many other things as opposed to wildlife habitat. And when that happens, wildlife goes away. Uh, that has been proven so many times, particularly in, in parts of Africa where in Kenya you hear about people go to Kenya to go to the, to the, to the national parks to see elephants. They're only found in the very center of those national parks and the perimeter of it, and there's no wildlife from the time they land in Nairobi till the time that they get there because there's no longer any economic value to those local people. So they've gone in and destroyed the habitat, destroyed the animals too because they're competing with their wildlife. I mean, with their, the wildlife is competing with their, with their livestock. It's competing with the food that they're trying to grow. So they've gotten rid of it. The very same thing would happen here in North America if we did away with hunting. So hunting is so very important, not only for the key species, the, the, the game species, but anytime we do anything to manage the property properly for a game species, such as white-tailed deer, mule deer, elk, pronghorn antelope, you know, you name the, the waterfowl, the upland game, then it's the habitat that benefits because you're creating a greater variety of plant species there, which equates to having a greater variety of wildlife. That also includes the bugs and butterflies. If hunting is not there to help maintain that that habitat, then, you, again, you can kiss wildlife as a total goodbye. It comes down to dollars, and uh, sportsmen and women have taken that upon their own shoulders many, many decades now, and funded the conservation efforts. And here's what Larry means financially. Uh, when you buy a hunting license, a fishing license, a rifle, pistol, shotgun, a rod and reel, a boat motor, a boat, a good portion of that money is going to go right back into that habitat and those critters, that wildlife. You know, that's exactly right. We've got the uh, uh Dingle Johnson Act, which is, covers the fishing side of things, where anything having to do with fishing equipment, there is an excise tax that fishermen voted to have placed upon themselves. You got the Pittman Robertson Act, which was passed many years ago, which does the same thing as sportsmen and hunters that voted 
or encourage their their uh, legislators to create this bill such that there is an excise tax paced, uh, placed on anything that they buy. So that excise tax goes into a fund, and then it's distributed to the states based upon the number of hunting and fishing licenses that they sell each year. And that's where the money comes from to really do so much of the wildlife habitat work that's out there and, and perpetuate the wildlife and to truly manage it. And, uh, again, if you do away with that, even with that, it, there's, there's no money to carry on conservation. And again, conservation is the wise use of. It's not the preservation because when you you can't preserve habitat, you you can only you can change it somewhat, but you've got to wisely manage that habitat, and that results in having a great variety of of a very healthy wildlife herd, and that includes everything from the little things that you can't see in the soil to the to the biggest critters that are out there. Absolutely, you bet. And just like the fishermen. The hunters and shooters are the ones that said, yes, tax me to take care of these yes. critters and these places and these things voluntarily. That, that's exactly right. And so usually when somebody tells me, I really love wildlife, I do this, my first question is, is are you buying a hunting or fishing license? And I go, uh, no, you know, kind of thing. And I go, well, obviously you don't care about the wildlife as much as what you say you do because that's what pays that and the, the excise tax through uh, the DJ and, and the PR dollars that come in, that's what pays for conservation. And that in, in individuals and groups such as DSC and the DSC Foundation and other, you know, more species oriented, uh, organizations as well too. That's where the money comes from. Conservation costs regardless. And if you don't have the hunting, you don't have wildlife. Yep, that's exactly right. Larry Wysoon, always uh, a pleasure to visit with you, to talk with you. And- I look forward to the next one, my friend. I do, too. Thank you so very much, Billy. Hey, I want to say a sincere thank you for listening to Kinder Outdoors, whether that's a broadcast, a podcast, AM, FM, XM, word of mouth, carrier pigeon, however you get the show every week. Thank you so much for spending a little time with us. I also want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for the time we have together in this camp house each week and invite you back next time around. Until then, may God bless you and your bunch. You've been working hard all week. Now it's time to go fishing. Come along with us at Kinder Outdoors. Hey, I'm Billy Kinder. This is Kinder Outdoors, brought to you by Purina Pro Plan. They brought us the Ducks Expo last weekend at Texas Motor Speedway. All the Pro Plan crew was there. It was so great to see everybody. And the incredible dogs performing at an extremely high level, fueled by the very best. Pro Plan, pick it up at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. The show is chock full of outdoor information this week. One of my guests, in case you missed it about an hour ago, was my taxidermist, Roy Holdridge, True Life Taxidermy, Granbury, Texas, talking about horn shrinkage and antler shrinkage and, hey, what can we do about that? 
Roy, I want to talk about antler shrinkage and horn shrinkage uh, today. Um, I've had some ground shrinkage in my life, you know, where I shot that big old deer from the blind, and when I walked up to him, he was laying on the ground. He wasn't quite as big. Has that ever happened to you? Uh, yes. Yeah, it happens to everybody. I think that's happened to anybody who hunts. That's happened. Um, your white-tailed deer, your mule deer, your elk, uh, your axis deer, all antlered animals. What are some examples of horned animals that we would hunt? Well, we, you know, as far as horned animals is is antelope, um, you know, sheep of any kind. There, I mean, the we all call the deer horns, but they're not. They're really antlers, and the ones basically, the ones that shed their horns, antlers, every year. That's an antler. You know, yeah. it's not really a horn. We can right. call them whatever we want to, but that's an antler. The ones that just keep them all the time there and just keep growing. So all of the African antelope and you know, and our pronghorn antelope, or you know, the um, uh, any of the sheep, all of that is is horned animals, and they don't ever shed; they just continue to keep growing. Right. Okay. Now, those antlered animals, uh, we don't have to worry about shrinkage maybe as much as uh, we would with a horned animal. Am I right? Yes, that's right. The the, the horned animals really, I mean, they are going to shrink a little, but not very much. The only thing that really uh, that I see uh, is is the spread on them. Sometimes if they're just sitting there and they go to dry and they'll pull in a little bit and it may have had a 20 inch spread when you killed them and then all of a sudden, well, wait a minute, that's only 19 and a half, you know. Yeah. And so, you know, one thing that you can do if it's 20 inch spread, just cut a uh, one by two 20 inches long and put it in between the horns there and antlers. See, I even call them horns. But anyway, put, put them in there and, and then when they're done drying, they won't, they can't pull. That's a great tip. I've never thought of that before because uh, I'm sure you've probably had guys before come in, oh, they shot that deer with a 20-inch spread, and then they come in to pick him up. Well, he's dried uh, through that drying period is what we're talking about, a little bit of shrinkage in there. And now he's only 19 inches inside or 18 and a half, and they're saying, Roy, this is not the deer I brought you. Yeah, usually they won't shrink that much. Yeah. I mean, they're they're not, but, I mean, they will pull just a little bit, you know. I mean, they will, but they, they normally they wouldn't shrink an inch like yeah. that but 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 cut cut yourself a, a piece of uh, two before whatever and uh, the, the same interior width of those uh, antlers stick it in there and then let those horns dry like you were telling us and, and you can avoid that I've never thought of that before um, let's talk about uh, those those antlers that we bring in uh, in velvet some guys love to shoot an animal in velvet I'm a hard horn guy I like good slick hard horns uh, on my deer uh, but some guys prefer and they actually chase uh, deer in velvet uh, or axis deer whatever in velvet you can expect a lot more shrinkage there right definitely definitely now if you get I mean that when we're talking about the you know the horns in velvet there it depends on what stage they're in but I mean they just got all the blood in them and you know they're soft and so and then, so if you was just take them off they would actually rot because of all of that in there wow. So you need to preserve it one way or another. If they're hard all the way to the tip and they're just about ready to to, to rub out, then you know we can we can tan them here. We we mix up a tanning solution just like we would with the with the skins hmm. and soak them. But if they're really earlier on and they're really soft, soft, the um, you know the, the absolute best way is to freeze dry them. It just costs a good bit of money to do that and takes a little bit of time. Now, if they're kind of in between, sometimes, you know, we can inject them with uh, 
and and try and force all of the all of the blood out of them and and then get them dried out. But but they will they definitely will shrink more than a hardened antler would. Yeah. So just expect that if you're chasing that uh, that dream uh, that you want hanging on the wall in velvet, you can expect a lot more uh, shrinkage depending upon the stage, as Roy was saying uh, of that velvet. Um, freeze dry. What is that process? Is that something that someone can do on their own? Do they need to bring that animal to you? Uh, no, it's something that you have to have a very expensive machine to do. Um, uh, and so if 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 they're full of the fluid and whatnot, then then they actually inject it and and uh, where it stays up nice and full. And when they put it in that machine, it gets it so so cold, way way colder than a freezer would. And it 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 actually the best way I could describe it is like if you was to put some meat in a freezer and not wrap it up and just leave it and come back next year had just be all dried and yeah. it, I mean only it just does it real real fast okay yeah. all right very good uh, how long have you been doing this now um, I've been doing nothing but this full-time for for over uh, it's 30 30 plus years and how many do you have any idea how many countries around the world people all over the world Different countries have used your taxidermy business in Little Granbury, Texas. Uh, a lot. I wouldn't have any idea of that a lot. <laughs> Not a clue, and there's a reason they send them to you from all over the world. I hope to bring you a big one this fall, Roy. I hope you do, too. You've been doing pretty good. Purina Pro Plan has a formula for your dog, perfected for puppies and senior citizens and everyone in between. Learn more when you pick up a bag of Purina Pro Plan at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. That moment when it all lines up. The planning, the process, the lifetime of in-the-woods experience all comes down to that one moment that old Tom is calling up and within range. At Marksman Firearms, we can help you get ready with calls, guns, chokes, turkey loads, and more. Marksman Firearms stores in Killeen, Mansfield, Wichita Falls, and Granbury. Make your mark at Marksman. At Classic Chevrolet Grapevine, we know all about the early morning memories made in the cab of the truck. Because it's fun to um, be able to uh, do something with my dad and my older brother. So what time did you have to get up this morning to uh, to get all the way down here and dressed and fed and ready to go? 4.30. 4.30. Don't you normally get up about 4.30, though? Mm-hmm. No. no way. <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's fun, though, when you're coming out to the dove field to get up that early. It's kind of exciting, isn't it? Yes. There you Very. go. Did you see your daddy shooting at that dove right then? Yes. Do you see that dove still flying? Uh, probably. <laughs> At Classic Chevrolet in Grapevine, Texas, we know that the cab of the truck is a special place. It's where family heritage is carried down the trail. Important things happen here. Trusted conversations, understanding smiles, life's victories and laughter, sometimes tears. We're honored to ride along with your family. ClassicChevrolet.com. John Payne and his Tejas Ranch Fence Company know that there's no cookie-cutter approach. Every job, every ranch, every lay of land is unique and custom. We're able to take a look at the owner's intent, the individual characteristics of the property, and really come up with a solution that works for them. We've got a great team here that has a passion for what we do. Your land, our passion. We love bringing out the best in your property. TejasRanchFence.com. 
I want to urge you to plan what will be the trip of a lifetime to Argentina. Hunt doves or ducks with my friends at Cordoba Doves. Lane Balky is the U.S. representative, and he's right here in Dallas-Fort Worth. Call him at 817-797-9020. Like me, you can plan your next trip of a lifetime with Lane Balky and Cordoba Doves. We pick you up at the airport, and you're in our care custody control. All meals, all drinks, all eats are included in the package. Lane is a hunter himself, and when he describes that first morning that you'll witness in the field, it raises the hairs on the back of your neck. The first morning, the fly-off of the roost in the morning is spectacular. Birds almost as far as you can see, and they fly like that all day until sunset. Come on, let's go to Argentina. It's closer than you think. Visit CordobaDoves.com or give Lane a call, 817-797-9020. My name is Jose Grasso, the owner of JJ Cacheria. Can see me in Argentina. Crappie anglers, tired of tying knots? Hey, Wally Marshall, Mr. Crappie here to tell you about the all-new Add-A-Hook by Bullet Weights. The Add-A-Hook is designed to put a hook on your line without using any knots or cutting your line. Hold the Add-A-Hook next to your fishing line, then wrap the line five times around each side. Pull your line into the clips, and bam, you're ready to go, and it will not slip. I can tie a double crappie rig in 30 seconds when it takes up to six minutes to tie one with all the knots. Add a hook is made of stainless steel, no rust, flexible, and tough. Mr. Crappie and Bullet Weights has made it better, faster, and easier for crappie fishermen to get back in the water catching more crappie than ever. Bullet Weights has a full line of Mr. Crappie double mental rigs for trolling and vertical fishing. The Mr. Crappie Troll Check rigs are designed to troll in shallow waters and heavy cover, keeping two baits close together without hanging up. Also, don't forget Mr. Crappie Slow Troll and Double Drop Crappie Rigs. Pre-tied with number two hooks, double swivel weights, and eight-pound line. Tie one on today. Look us up at bulletweights.com. I hope that new gun you get for your birthday makes you as happy as the one you got for Christmas. Hey, don't forget Columbus Day, National Hunting and Fishing Day, Independence Day. Every day is Range Day at Kinder Outdoors. Purina Pro Plan Sport. 30% protein, 20% fat, exactly what your hardworking bird dog needs, even in the hot summertime. Just cut back the amount you feed during the warmer months. Pick it up at Atwood's Ranch and Home Stores. Pro Plan. State legislatures have been busy, and a lot of what they've been busy with are your gun rights, hunting rights, fishing rights, ammunition. I want to talk to Brian Lynn about that with the Sportsmen's Alliance. Brian, welcome back, buddy. Welcome. Great to be here, Billy. Brian Lynn with the Sportsmen's Alliance. Uh, sportsmensalliance.org if you want to check him out online. He's in the great state of Washington. How many blankets on your bed at night? So are you down to like four blankets on the bed at night now? <laughs> yeah, but we're, we're starting to warm up finally, coming out of the thaw, and uh, spring is starting to pop around here, and uh, got a turkey already, so, uh, so it's uh, shaping up to be a good season so far. Congratulations on the turkey. Did you shoot that turkey in the snow? <laughs> uh, no, but the snow had just thawed like uh, two days before, so uh, it, it, uh, it was close. It was almost a snow turkey hunt. <laughs> well, it got you out of the house anyway. So, yeah, you guys are going to be in the 70s uh, and, and warming up a little bit. So 
Hey, that's good news. That's good to hear. Uh, state legislatures, Brian, are all uh, active right now for the most part. And, uh, of course, that's always going to involve guns and hunting. And I come to you for the highlights because you have your finger on the pulse of every legislature, state legislature that uh, that is active and wanted to see what's lighting your screen up these days. What are you concerned about? What are you happy about? Oh, boy. I mean, it is it is rough out there. Uh, this year it was 49 out of 50 legislatures were all in session at the same time, so we were just bombarded. Everything was lit up. Like you said, guns were huge this year, uh, you know, and that uh, they've morphed it into just from, you know, so-called assault weapon ban to, you know, youth hunting. You know, uh, even in Texas there was – uh, expanded 18 bills to that would limit youth access to firearms and use of firearms even in hunting situations. So we're seeing that pattern across the nation, you know, in a lot of blue states. But again, Texas. Uh, so that that's huge. Uh, wolves are big in Minnesota. Um, there is a uh, forever ban, you know, permanent ban uh, is going into uh, going working its way through the legislature. So even if we get those great Great Lake wolves off of the endangered species list, the state will keep them from being hunted. And then Colorado, of course, uh, with the ballot initiative they passed last year, wolves there, uh, there's uh, some challenges being presented to the Endangered Species Act and the ballot initiative about around definitions and how they're going to be managed. And so trying to kind of slow that down. Uh, it's just busy everywhere about everything, pretty much, throughout the entire country, red and blue states alike. Yeah, and, uh, boy, just look at the number of gun bills coming up year after year after year after year in Texas. And you and I were talking about this. If you think it can't happen in your state, you're crazy. Yep, yep. If, if, it can, if, if Texas and Montana can have these things, anywhere can have them. And so nobody's safe. Everybody, they're, they're coming for everything, for guns, for hunting, for wildlife management at the commission level. It's, it's not pretty for sportsmen. we got to stand up and fight, and that's what we do. Yeah, gun sales, hunting, fishing, that is a big slice of the income annually in the state of Montana. So it raises an eyebrow uh, when you see that the right to hunt constitutional amendment, which would have been good, for what we do, failed to reach the required two-thirds votes of the uh, members of the Montana legislature. What is going on? Yeah, yeah, that was one we supported. Uh, it uh, again, a lot. Of, there's like 23 states that have constitutional amendments that protect the right to hunt and fish. Uh, it, there's, you know, discussions about how effective it is, but it is a nice thing to have in the Constitution that uh, provides us a little legal footing to uh, fight back against ballot initiatives that are that are introduced. The fact that it didn't pass in Montana is a little concerning. Uh, there was comments about, you know, it was too vague, that it wouldn't stop it. What was really concerning is there was even sportsmen, fishermen, even some hunters that were opposed to it because it included trapping. And, you know, a couple of years ago, uh, I-177 sought to ban trapping in the state. And, Sportsmen's Alliance helped run that and defeated it, but even some sportsmen are against it, and that's crucial for wildlife management, fur bear populations, you know, skunks, rabies, whatever. Uh, and, you know, it just kind of 
reiterates how much we need to put aside our petty differences because they're picking us off one by one, method by method, season by season, state by state. Hmm. It's a gloomy report. Um, let's move it to Kansas now. There's another state with lots of walk-in hunting, lots of public land, and I mean people come. If you if just go hunt public land in Kansas and look at the license plates from various states, we flock to Kansas every year to uh, to hunt birds, deer, etc. Um, and there's problems there as well. I guess the governor, Laura Kelly, doesn't doesn't like hunting. Uh well it doesn't appear to but uh they they had a they had a uh bill that went through the house and the senate with bipartisan support flew through there and it was you know uh firearms education in schools if schools wanted to teach uh firearms safety actually not education not how to shoot it was based on kind of the NRA's Eddie the Eagle program or another any other kind of safety program teaching kids from in grade school and middle school, high school, if the school wanted to, to teach the kids what to do when they encounter a gun. Stop, walk away, you know, tell an adult, you know, teach them the safety, safety protocols, you know, which end goes bang, and uh, how to protect themselves and be safer. And the governor uh, vetoed that. So hopefully the uh, legislature can override that. Just boggles my mind. The same people that uh, that scream about gun violence, gun violence, gun violence, opposed to teaching our kids in school how to be safe if they find a gun, if they're around a gun. That's that's just yeah. That's bizarre. It's bizarre. The only answer would be that they maybe have something other than our good health in mind uh, when they want to take these guns away. Um, hey, we're gonna take a. It really appear that way. Hey, we're going to take a short break, Brian, and then we're going to come back and talk about something really special that you guys are doing. It takes money uh, to do what you guys do. You've got your eyes on everything that's going on in all 50 states, and that takes a lot of personnel, a lot of time, and uh, a lot of expense. And to offset that a little bit, you guys are having the spring gun bash, giving away lots of guns, hunting trips, and fun stuff. And I want to talk to you about that if you've got a few more minutes. You betcha. This is a Kinder Outdoors Conservation Minute, a focus on people that make a difference. At the Outdoors Tomorrow Foundation, we're really happy to have more than 50,000 kids in school classrooms learning about archery, fishing, boating, and other outdoor skills each year. We're thrilled that we have grown to schools across the United States and continue to grow. We're humbled that teaching wildlife conservation to our future generations have been so eagerly accepted by more than a quarter million kids so far. We're happy, thrilled, and humbled, but we're not stopping. The Outdoor Adventures program in junior highs and high schools across America has proven to be a hit with kids, and in case after case, we've seen Outdoor Adventures' young lives changed. Kids that just were not into school and not involved are now excited to get into the classroom each day because of Outdoor Adventures. The kids earn classroom credit by learning the outdoor basics, and they smile while learning. If you want Outdoor Adventures in your local school, contact me, Scott McClure. I'm at GoOTF.com. That's Scott at GoOTF.com. Hey, let's grab a cup of coffee, and I'll meet you right back here.
When Cinnamon Creek Ranch Wild Game Processing converts your venison or pork into breakfast sausage or ground meat, it's a hands-down hit. But step outside the box this year. Cinnamon Creek Wild Game Processing has sausages for every taste. I don't know, probably 30 or more. We have German, hickory, hot links, uh, jalapeno, cheese links, regular jalapeno, and cracked black pepper, Cajun sausage, all kinds of sausage. Our Chipotle and cheese is actually our number one seller. We just came out with a hatch chili and cheese summer sausage to complement our links. And we also have a uh, Frito chili cheese pie sausage this year, which is kind of off the charts, but the kids love it. So it's kind of one of those new twists. <laughs> Located just north of Fort Worth, Texas, Cinnamon Creek Wild Game Processing. Experts with all wild game. Visit CinnamonCreekRanch.com. I'm Tom Watson with Bended Knee International, asking you to pray for the Navajo people of New Mexico and Arizona. The COVID-19 pandemic has hit these native people exceptionally hard. In many cases, multiple families live in the same home. Water is carried from muddy streams for household use, and medical care is many miles away. I simply ask that you join me in lifting them up to the Lord. To learn more, please visit BendedKnee.org. Get off the beach and into the action. Enjoy world-class Costa Rican sport fishing with Carib Sea Sport Fishing, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and more. Inshore, offshore, overnight, seamounts. Carib Sea Sport Fishing will work with your group to customize the perfect trip. Half day, full day, every day. Your next getaway is the best ever. Take a look at catchafishincostarica.com. Catchafishincostarica.com. Life is better outdoors. Relax and find your space at the beautiful vineyards, campground, and cabins on Grapevine Lake. Well known for its peaceful setting, lovely grounds, lakefront views, and accommodating Texas-friendly staff. Our full hookup sites can accommodate all bus or RV sizes and offer 50-amp service, many spacious pull-throughs, cable TV, and lightning-fast Wi-Fi. Our fully furnished cabins make it easy to feel miles away without actually roughing it. Enjoy a partially shaded private beach, large playground, fishing pier, water sport rentals, hiking trails, and more. The on-site camp store offers a wide selection of camping supplies, groceries, and gifts. Our landmark pavilion is perfect for your next reunion, rally, or wedding. You'll feel miles away from everything when you're only minutes from anything. Check out historic downtown Grapevine with various entertainment venues, large festivals and events, restaurants, wineries, shopping, and the new world-class Harvest Hall. The Vineyards Campground and Cabins. VineyardsCampground.com From the deck of your private cabin overlooking the confluence of the famous White and Norfolk Rivers at Norfolk Resort Trout Dock, you can see crystal clear running waters that hold one of the world's greatest populations of rainbow and ground trout. In fact, this is the home of world record trout. You might be distracted, though, by the beautiful rolling Ozark Mountains that hold you during your stay. Just up the road a few miles is incredible bass fishing for largemouth, smallmouth, and spots. You'll find the best guides in the business at Norfolk Resort, and your boat is just a short walk from your cabin. Your guide will find a gravel shoal perfect for preparing a hot shore lunch with fresh-caught trout and all the trimmings. You'll think about a nap after lunch, but there's more fish to catch and river to explore before retiring to your fully furnished riverside hideaway. Sound good? Of course it does. Norfolk Resort Trout Dock in Norfolk, Arkansas. 
NorfolkResort.com. For the land of the free and the home of the brave. From high school gyms to towering stadiums, every time I see our flag wave, I feel a humbling reminder of the brave who keep and have kept us free. I stand to honor the sacrifices of the generations before me. Heroes who charged into battle through bombs and bullets, who lost their brothers and still pushed through, fighting for every inch of our freedom. I stand for my brothers who can't stand anymore. Men who hunted terrorists to the ends of the earth, who sacrificed their bodies and their lives so that we could peacefully live ours. I stand for the children, the spouses, and parents whose family made the ultimate sacrifice for us. We are all standing. We're the National Rifle Association of America, and we are freedom's safest place. God bless America with freedom to enjoy the creation and worship the Creator. This is the Kinder Outdoors Camp House. A lot of outdoor information on the show today here in the Camp House at Kinder Outdoors. If you'd like to go back and hear part of it again or share it with a buddy, KinderOutdoors.com, K-I-N-D-E-R. Just click on Campfire Stories, and you can focus on any particular piece of the show or click on the podcast to hear the whole thing. We're visiting with Brian Lynn from the Sportsman's Alliance from his home up in the state of Washington today. State legislatures have been active and busy. Brian, thanks for hanging on through the break. I really appreciate that. You betcha. Thank you. Brian Lynn with the Sportsman's Alliance, M-E-N-S, Sportsman's Alliance. So it's sportsmansalliance.org if you want to check them out online. Uh, and I always have you do this. I know it sounds redundant but because I have you on fairly regularly. But for folks that are tuning in for the first time, what the heck is the Sportsman's Alliance? Yeah, we're a nonprofit organization that was established in 1977 to oppose uh, animal rights activists who were trying to manipulate the ballot box in Ohio to ban trapping like we were just talking about. Um, and it quickly became uh, recognizable that we needed somebody – to fight these guys in the legislatures and in other states, and so we went national. And we've been doing this since 1977. We work in all 50 state legislatures, in state and federal court, and, of course, at the ballot box, uh, trying to protect hunting, fishing, and trapping for future generations and to protect the North American model of wildlife management. You know, And so, uh, yeah, we're, we're busy and lighting it up and, uh, and uh, having pretty good success. You know, in the past, 30 days, I have worked at four different banquets. One of them is for quail research and conservation, a big one in Dallas. One of them is to ensure the future uh, hunting and fishing, trapping and shooting rights uh, and skills of our youth. Another one was in South Carolina, Jim Shockey's tribute to our military, taking them on hunting and fishing trips. Uh, another one uh, for bass fishermen. No matter which segment of the outdoors, hunting, fishing, shooting you fall into, Sportsmen's Alliance affects what you do. You are for all of us. Yes, yeah, we we are for everybody. Every season, every method, 
You know, as long as we are protecting what's there, increasing what we can, and uh, ensuring that it's there for everybody, you know, we don't care. You know, we, we're not getting into squabbles between, you know, uh, muzzle loaders and rifle guys or crossbows and archery guys. Like, we just want to be able to hunt, want you to be able to hunt and fish and trap. There you go. Very good. Uh, you've got a great website. I can spend a lot of time on your website. What what are folks going to see when they go to sportsmensalliance.org that would affect them and their state? Yeah, you can go straight to our Legislative Action Center, and there is a map right there that lights up by uh, your state, is color-coded by how many bills are active. And right now, it's pretty much bright orange because everything's going through there. Uh, and you can click on that and see what bills are active. You can siphon it down to, you know, game commission stuff, hunting dogs, uh, hunting, fishing, or trapping, and see what bills fall into those ranges and those uh, filters, and then read those bills and see what's happening and where they're going, and keep track on it. You can put in your address and get uh, all the contacts for your representatives and who you need to contact and if there is an action alert active all you have to do is do that and it'll send an email to those folks and let them know if you support it or oppose it think of the sportsman's alliance as an insurance policy for what you do and what you love an insurance policy for your heritage these guys and gals are out there on the front lines fighting for what we do every single lot of money to do that you can make a straight up donation right Yes, sir. You can you can join for $35. You can make a donation to the foundation that's tax deductible for any amount you want. Uh, pretty much any way you want to support us, you can support us. If you own a business, you can join as a business and write it off to protect your uh, business interests. Very good. Or you could spend a little money in the spring gun bash and uh, make a great donation to uh, Sportsman's Alliance and walk away with a great trip, hunting trip, or maybe even a, a gun. Tell me about this. Yeah, yeah. So this is, uh, you know, kind of, it's kind of that banquet idea, but, you know, we live in the digital world now. So we're having an in-person event in Ohio on May 20th, and there's 500 tickets there, but then we're selling another 4,000 or 4,500 uh, for anybody that can buy across the nation. And you can buy that, and you don't have to be present to win, but you can, you're can. you still entered in all the raffles. There's uh, two $5,000 cash prizes, uh, ten $1,000 cash prizes, a whole slew of guns from handguns to shotguns, a couple of different safaris in Africa, uh, Montana bear hunts. Gosh, what else do we got? We got uh, all sorts of stuff. Uh, and so, you know, you don't have to be present. That's a great thing. You, you can just do this for yep. 35 bucks, and maybe you win a gun or maybe you get to go to Africa or Argentina. Yeah. Heck of a deal, uh, Brian Lynn with the Sportsmen's Alliance. Always appreciate you, and thank you for uh, staying on top of things for us. And don't worry, summer will come to Washington. <laughs> you betcha, Billy. Thank you very much. It's awfully warm outside. That means it's off-season for a lot of bird dog owners. Maybe time to work on that kennel design a little bit. I had a visit with Ronnie Smith up in Oklahoma about his well-designed kennels. But you've got a real neat kennel design. You're inside, outside, Ron's, but your dogs have to do a little work to get inside, don't they? That's right, Bill. Uh, the inside part of our kennel is uh, is three cinder blocks high. 
Um, so I guess that's 24 inches. And the design, the reason that was designed that way is so that these dogs, when they go inside the kennel, they're also conditioning. And then the second part of that is when you're inside the kennel house itself feeding or taking care of these dogs, you don't have to bend over to pick up water pans or, or, um, or clean your water buckets. It's belt buckle high. So it's when you're taking care of a lot of dogs, it's just a lot easier on your back. Yeah, it does make a lot of sense, especially with as many dogs as you're wrangling throughout the course of a year. That can wear your back out. And we've all seen it. Nervous dogs, they want to stay active and be active, and they're in and out of that kennel, running back and forth all the time, up and down, up and down. Uh, you've got uh, six-foot fences, I noticed, which is pretty standard uh, around your kennels. You ever had a fence climber? Oh, certainly. There are dogs that can flat-footed jump up and climb over that, and for that reason, we'll have tops on some kennels. Um, and two, you know, as far as the kennel size, we found that a five-wide by 15-long seems to be the ideal kennel. If it's any narrower, a dog has a hard time moving around his, his uh, excrement and then it can make your kennel dirty, um, and any longer is just a waste. It has a tendency to make your dogs more pacey. I noticed you built uh, and designed a kennel for the 4-6s ranch, and uh, you totally sprayed the inside of that thing with a rhino liner type substance like guys put in the bed of their trucks. Why'd you do that? Well, those boxes or the, the runs on the inside are all metal, and you know how a male dog um, will uh, mark mark on the wall and we were just trying to uh, fight against corrosion and see if we couldn't make those kennels last a lot longer. It's too early to tell I guess right now because you just did this last year right? Right but we're seeing already seeing that water has a lot of jip in it and we're, we're already seeing how that uh, rhino liner's holding up. I've also noticed that you can drive through your kennels from one end to the other with your pickup or with your uh, four-wheelers, your, with your boxes on there on your, on your Polaris Ranger. Boy, that's a big help, isn't it? Yeah, that kennel is set up. It is, uh, it's 15 foot wide in the middle, and it's 60 foot long from end to end. And it was set up so that the prevailing south wind in the summer when we can ro raise the garage doors, that wind comes through there, and it draws air from the outside to the inside, and it'll be 10 degrees cooler in there. And it was also designed so that you can pull through there if it's raining and load and unload your dogs not be in the weather. You're talking about that prevailing south wind that we really need in the summertime uh, with dogs, especially working dogs like you are up there in Oklahoma. But you also uh, take that another step, and that's with a mister system in your kennel. Is that outside, inside? Where are your misters? If it is a day that the wind's not blowing, then we'll turn the misting system on, and that's designed so that it mists on the inside of the kennel so the dogs can come from outside in and have that misting system. Uh, on our stakeout chain where we have put our dogs uh, every day when we're training, working off of that, that stakeout chain, we have a misting system there as well as, well as uh, shade. I'm Trey Briggs with Rice University Bass Club, and when I'm not in the great outdoors, I'm thinking about it. Big Billy Kinder Outdoors. The Quail Coalition has drawn the line. Quail decline stops here. South and West Texas and Western Oklahoma are the last strong natural regions for wild bobwhite quail. We've all watched the drastic decline across the southern states of the iconic bobwhite. The Quail Coalition has vowed to do all within human power to not only stop quail decline, but build a future where the quail will flourish across all of its original habitat. If true quail conservation is important to you, please visit quailcoalition.org. Consider a membership, attend one of our fundraising banquets, 
and please consider starting a chapter in your home state. Together, let's sustain and restore huntable wild quail populations. Let's encourage and educate interested youth. Let's keep the most brilliant quail minds on earth working on a bright future for our quails. The first step, visit our website, quailcoalition.org. Introducing Canyon Valley Provisions. Grass-fed beef is high in omega-3s and conjugated linoleic acid, which is known as CLAs. In layman terms, it's a type of fat that your body can use, and it doesn't damage your heart or any part of your vascular system. Buy better beef for your family. We manage holistically, or some people call it regeneratively. We want everything that we do to be a part of our good stewardship of the land. We think that's what God's put us here to do, so... The cattle are healthy and the land's healthy. We want both. We don't want one or the other. If you were to buy a grass-fed, grass-finished steak by the pound, you'd pay anywhere from 18 to $30 a pound. But if you buy a quarter, half, or whole, you're ranging from anywhere $7.80 and below. So you're paying a third of the price for that steak and, you know, those good cuts. And you get a whole lot more bang for your buck when you buy in bulk. Don't let 2020 happen in your home again. CanyonValleyProvisions.com Raising cattle in West Texas for five generations. Ag Texas. The name itself says trust, honesty, strength, and tradition. Ag Texas has from the get-go been dedicated to the prosperity of agriculture and rural America. The Ag Texas family can help grow your herd or your operation. Give us a call and talk to Ag Texas pros about risk management in the form of crop insurance, protecting borrowed capital and savings. We specialize in everything from dairy cows to pecan trees and have the right financial tools and knowledge at Ag Texas to help you grow and grow safely. We can't tell you when it's going to rain again, but we can assure that your crop, your cows, your family, and the family land are secure and protected no matter the storm or the dry spell. We are agriculture at Ag Texas, and we look forward to visiting with you. Ag Texas is at agtexas.com and just down the road. The Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation salutes hunters for the role they play in providing critical funding for conservation. Funds generated by hunting licenses and fees, excise taxes on hunting gear, and donations to groups like RMEF generate funds that fuel land and wildlife conservation efforts from coast to coast. Celebrate how hunting is conservation at our annual fundraising banquet and auction. Be ensuring the future of elk, other wildlife, their habitat, and our hunting heritage. These are unsettling and even scary times for many people. But for others, there's peace, even as an angry world cries out. The source of that peace is Jesus Christ. I'm John Watson, pastor at Cornerstone Bible Church in Roanoke, Texas. At Cornerstone, we teach the Bible with no man-made religion added in. Join us online Sunday mornings at 1015 Central at csbiblechurch.org. It's just God's Word, csbiblechurch.org. Fishing, the art of going fishing when you should be painting the house. Hey, wait for us. Welcome to the Kinder Outdoors Camp House. 
I have asked my dear friend Larry Wysoon to join us on the show today to talk to us a little bit about conservation and hunting and fishing and how that all comes together so perfectly. Larry, always a pleasure. Welcome back, my friend. Mr. Billy, it is always such a pleasure to be on your show. Thank you so very much for having me. Absolutely. What have you been up to? Because I never know if you're on a bus or an airplane or a submarine. <laughs> well, actually, this morning you actually caught me in my office. I've been really busy. We're working on a, a couple of different TV shows. One's called The Journey that is on Carbon TV twice a month, uh, which in Carbon TV is, is a streaming device, if you will. And and beyond that, been working on my podcast, the uh, DSC's Campfires with Larry Weissen, where we're pretty much now just about every place that you can listen to a podcast episode. And then recently, too, we're starting to do some uh, selected episodes in video that will be on my YouTube channel, which is DSC's Camp or DSC Campfires with Larry Weissen. And uh, they can go there and a bunch of other places. So a lot of things going on. Yeah, I guess so. Very busy dude. How about, a, you know, have you wet a hook or have you been able to get out and do a little shooting, hunting? What? Anything fun? We, we've been, well, everything I do is funny in a way. Uh, we, we tried to do some fishing for a topwater striper here not very long ago, but we hit the wrong morning when the water temperature dropped about four degrees, and it just caused lock jaw amongst everything else and uh, that had fins on it and scales, I think, because we were not able to hardly catch anything. But uh, beyond that, you know, <laughs> got some great trips coming up. I've, I've got a black bear hunt coming up here for too very long up in Canada with uh, Miss Linda Powell with Mossberg. And and, uh, and then we were planning a lot of things for this coming fall as well, too, a bunch of hunts uh, ranging pretty much from Saskatchewan all the way down into possibly Mexico. All right. Yeah, well, we'll be keeping up with you for sure and, and uh, have you back on here fairly regularly. Hey, we're talking to Brian Lynn with the Sportsmen's Alliance on the show today, and we're talking about uh, the different legislation that has been uh, passing through and considered in our different state legislatures over the past uh, couple of months. Uh, and it's not a real rosy picture these days, Larry. What we do is certainly always been under attack, but even more so now, than ever. And I just want to explain to people how important hunting, fishing, and trapping are to conservation. First of all, it's going to sound elementary to you, but define conservation for folks listening that just they need to pin it down. What is conservation? Conservation is the wise use of, and that means taking uh, scientific and technical data and creating hunting situations where you can perpetuate wildlife of all different species and the habitat well into the future. And to be very open with you, if you do away with hunting, you know what? You can kiss wildlife goodbye. And that's a fact. People think that's an exaggeration or, oh, they're just trying to protect their hunting and their fishing and their trapping. Wrong. Tell us, tell us why exactly. If, we, if hunting were outlawed in the United States today, why would our critters disappear? Several things come to play in the fact that if there is an economic value such as there is on wildlife through hunting, then the landowner or the governmental agency is whatever is control of that land and habitat is going to do right by wildlife. If you remove that economic value of that wildlife in terms of consumption of wildlife, not just filming type of stuff or photographing, what happens is is now all of a sudden that land becomes much more valuable to uh, 
uh, developers. It becomes more valuable to uh, monoculture farming. It becomes more valuable to so many other things as opposed to wildlife habitat. And when that happens, wildlife goes away. Uh, that has been proven so many times, particularly in, in parts of Africa where in Kenya, you hear about people go to Kenya to go to the, to the, to the national parks to see elephants. They're only found in the very center of those national parks and perimeter of it, and there's no wildlife from the time they land in Nairobi till the time that they get there because there's no longer any economic value to those local people. So they've gone in and destroyed the habitat, destroyed the animals too because they're competing with their wildlife. I mean, with their, the wildlife is competing with their with their livestock. It's competing with the food that they're trying to grow. So they've gotten rid of it. The very same thing would happen here in North America if we did away with hunting. So hunting is so very important, not only for the key species, the, the, the game species, but anytime we do anything to manage the property properly for a game species, such as white-tailed deer, mule deer, elk, pronghorn antelope, you know, you name the, the waterfowl, the upland game, then it's the habitat that benefits because you're creating a greater variety of plant species there, which equates to having a greater variety of wildlife. That also includes the bugs and butterflies. If hunting is not there to help maintain that that habitat, then, you, again, you can kiss wildlife as a total goodbye. It comes down to dollars, and uh, sportsmen and women have taken that up on their own shoulders many, many decades now and funded the conservation efforts. And here's what Larry means financially. Uh, when you buy a hunting license, a fishing license, a rifle, pistol, shotgun, a rod and reel, a boat motor, a boat, a good portion of that money is going to go right back into that habitat and those critters, that wildlife. You know, that's exactly right. We've got the uh, uh, Dingle Johnson Act, which is, covers the fishing side of things, where anything having to do with fishing equipment, there is an excise tax that fishermen voted to have placed upon themselves. You got the Pittman Robertson Act, which was passed many years ago, which does the same thing as sportsmen and hunters that voted or encouraged their their uh, legislators to create this bill, such that there is an excise tax paste, uh, placed on anything that they buy. So that excise tax goes into a fund, and then it's distributed to the states based upon the number of hunting and fishing licenses that they sell each year, and that's where the money comes from to really do so much of the wildlife habitat work that's out there and, and perpetuate the wildlife and to truly manage it. And, uh, and, again, if you do away with that, even with that, it, there's there's no money to carry on conservation. And, again, conservation is the wise use of. It's not the preservation because when you – you can't preserve habitat. You, you can only – you can change it somewhat, but you've got to wisely manage that habitat, and that results in having a great variety of, of a very healthy wildlife herd. And that includes everything from the little things that you can't see in the soil to the, to the biggest critters that are out there. Absolutely, you bet. And just like the fishermen, the hunters and shooters are the ones that said, yes, tax me to take care of these yes. critters and these places and these things voluntarily. That, that's exactly right. And so usually when somebody tells me, I really love wildlife, I do this, my first question is, is are you buying a hunting or fishing license? And I go, uh, no, you know, kind of thing. And I go, well, obviously you don't care about the wildlife as much as what you say you do because 
that's what pays that and the, the excise tax through the DJ and, and the PR dollars that come in. That's what pays for conservation. And that and, and individuals and groups such as DSC and the DSC Foundation and other, you know, more species oriented uh, organizations as well, too. That's where the money comes from. Conservation costs, regardless. And if you don't have the hunting, you don't have wildlife. Yep, that's exactly right. Larry Wysoon, always uh, a pleasure to visit with you, to talk with you. And I look forward to the next one, my friend. I do, too. Thank you so very much, Billy. Hey, I want to say a sincere thank you for listening to Kinder Outdoors, whether that's a broadcast, a podcast, AM, FM, XM, word of mouth, carrier pigeon, however you get the show every week. Thank you so much for spending a little time with us. I also want to thank my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, for the time we have together in this camp house each week and invite you back next time around. Until then, may God bless you and your bunch.